The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's UFC Unfiltered, my Jimmy, my Jimmy, my Jimmy is gone. But my good buddy, Phoenix Condavale, is here. Chris the Produce is here. And Dominic Cruz calls in. What a fun show. Chaws are chopped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Jimmy, 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 my Jimmy is not here. But my good friend, Phoenix Carnavale, is here. What's up, Phoenix? What's up, Matt? I mean, a rough start today in here. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to bitch. I was going to bitch off air. But I figured just start the show, Chris, the producer, and we'll bitch on air. Okay, mm-hmm. you can do that. I had like a special little pen. I, I took the top off to charge it and like the top. But the important part fell down Chris the producer's lemon fucking trapdoor desk. I don't know where it is. So I thought it's under the desk. He goes, no, it went down the piece of the thing. So you dropped it in exactly the wrong spot. Yeah. And I put it like on top of all my other stuff I take out of my pockets when I get here, like a fucking custodian or something. I put all my stuff on the desk. You see my keys, my headphones and everything. Yeah. So I'm comfortable. I don't want that in my jeans when I'm well. sitting down. And I put that little piece on top. Uh, so, and then, but it was it fell through the desk. But anyway, so then I was all stressed. So I'm like, you know what? Let me have a sip of my coffee. There's no co- fucking. You seen any coffee right here? No, no. My bitching. But you know what? I I've never seen you in like a cranky bad mood. So this I, may be interesting. Do I do I see you cranky? I didn't get a, a ton bit. of sleep last night. That'll yeah. That would make ton. me nuts. Why didn't you, you know, sleep? I don't know. I I get up Did every couple it? hours. No, I never saw the original. But I have to. But you don't have to see the. My original wife to wants this to one. see it. I'm gonna see this one. Okay, this is this is this is a damn date night. This will make you want to see it. It's like Goonies with a scary ass clown. Oh, that's an interesting. See? I never heard that go. analogy. That's what it's like. Did you ever see it, Chris the producer? I saw the original one. Yeah, I didn't see this new one yet. Where the fuck is the top of my pen? All right, listen, we'll talk about that we'll after the show. We'll find <laughs> it. He's not gonna be able to focus right, on got, anything else. We got the former champ Dominic Cruz calling in. Yes. We're gonna call him soon, which is cool. I want to hear his thoughts on several things, Phoenix. It's uh it's a, been a very eventful last couple of weeks in in mixed martial arts and in the UFC. I mean, Friday night was so good. It oh, was gonna, so good. You know what? I mean, Saturday a lot. Night, yeah. Saturday night, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Friday night was good. Too. <laughs> well, it was, it was good for me. But, um, <laughs> we're going to hear about that. But no, the um, 
the uh, the fight said I can't even think without my caffeine. Um, I right. like to give we'll send yeah. someone out. Do you want me to say? I, you can get I think coffee. We you know what? How about when we're we're here when we're talking? Just have somebody. And, and people okay. might think I'm a prima donna. The people, no, no. Are so, the fans are so good to me. It's fine. You know that they are. I get a lot of love. Aww. I do. I'll talk about that later on. There's so many fights to get into. I don't even know if I want to even start it now. You I mean, it's do so it good. Or you well, wanna we're going to talk, talk a little bit. And we also are going to be talking about a little uh, pop culture because I want to talk about the... I, listen, we're all over the place, but I really want to talk about the damn Defenders. I know you do. Because I know you watch it too, and I know you're a nerd with me. Jimmy makes fun of me. Jimmy's, Jimmy made up his own superheroes, I Kevin heard. Burns or somebody. I heard, I heard. I wasn't crazy about I it. I was upset for you. I was like, see, if I was there, he was raining on my parade. would be able to get it out, and then you called me, so I was like, I know. This he is what was we're raining do. on my parade. So we have so much to talk about. Like when Dominic Cruz calls in, I want to hear his thoughts about uh, who he thinks is going to win between TJ and Cody. Because he's and does he have a preference? Who would he? I'm sure he'd probably rather fight Cody to get. That I think back, so, right? I, I mean, I because personally he has would. the he has the W over uh, over TJ. He has a W over TJ, even though it was a very close fight. Yeah. But Cody dominated, and from what I heard, didn't Cruz have plantar fasciitis before that fight? Going Gesund- into the Cody fight, Gazentite. Would you ask me? Plantar. Fr- have you ever had that shit? What it is you- like a death sentence. What are you talking? Say again. What? what okay. What, wait. Say it again. Who had what? Plantar fasciitis, which is basically the the part of your foot, the bottom part of your foot is yeah. swollen all of the time, and anytime you step down, it's like you're stepping down on hot liquid magma. You just wanted to say magma. <laughs> you wanted to say. You know magma. what movie that's from? Come on. Of it is Austin Powers. Yes. But uh, no, we're good with the movies. But so wait, so Dominic Cruz had that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make that's excuses. Got, well, no, for but that's got to be even rougher on him because he's so mobile. Well, that's like, you probably know what why I mean? he has it's not it. Like he's a planter. He's all over the place. Yeah, that's why probably why because I had it when I was boxing because I was always moving and then pushing off your calves and your Achilles tendon. So if you don't stretch enough or like or if your booty actually is weak. Dump. Because the fascial line from your glute muscles to your hamstrings to your, I'm I'm losing you, Matt. No, um, no, no, no. Don't worry about you. You don't got to worry about your booty being weak, Phoenix. <laughs> no, mine's all right. Clean. <laughs> but uh, no, Dominic. You know what I wonder about Dominic? Where did he get his style from? He has a very unique style, um, and it's 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 unique to his own. Where I I don't I don't see too many guys fighting like that. You know what? Like, what you I, know, I mean. No, nobody really fights like that. You he know, has, I remember hearing him so, talk about it on an interview, and he was basically saying because he was so small and he had to fight at different divisions, he had to develop his own style of getting in and out and using footwork and being awkward and weird because he didn't necessarily have the strength. He didn't necessarily have the size. So I could be a awkward and weird. You are pretty awkward and weird, but in such a good way. Some people get me. Some people just like, oh, what's the matter with this guy? He's 43. What's the matter with him? You know what I, mean, I have Phoenix? I have so many questions for you. About what now? Well, I don't know if we wait until we talk about the what? main event with Branch and and Luke. Yeah, I mean, I but I wanted your I, I, I wanted we your can, opinion. We can talk for a, for a few minutes. We can start from the main event and, and work our way all around because there's so many things I want to talk about, yes. including. I'm really happy for a friend of the hall. I know I, I hate this. I, I just cut you off, but I just, no. I'm so I, I'm gonna listen. I'm so happy. I made a call to Jimmy. And I go, Jimmy, because he didn't see this fight. I go, watch the Uriah Hall fight. Oh, that was good. I go, I was just so... How about this? In a night full of stoppages. Yes. And a great night of fights where... It's one of those sleepers where you look at it, you're like, oh, this looks like a good card. But it was a really good card. I mean... Mm -hmm. I mean, from Mike Perry, I don't want to, there's so many stoppages yeah. and, and, and so many really 
excellent performances, but the one that really, the one that got me the most emotional. I was the loudest for um, uh, for the uh, for the Uriah Hall fight. Yeah, because I like him. I, I like Good him, and, and it's the way it went down. If he would have did a spinning kick off the back and knocked the guy out, I'd be like, all right, he's back. You're right. Good for you. You yeah. needed that. But when he was, he had, you know, he got caught a few times in the end. The he guy did. was on him. Yeah. And that was, you could say that's a 10 8 round right there. It was definitely a 10 8. I mean, yeah. he, he was hit him on with him. a huge it's uppercut. Just survive. And I'm like, man, just make it through this, make somehow. And the fact that he got back off that stool in that second round and landed that punch the way he did. And that is, I am so happy for that guy yeah. I, because he needed. He was coming off three losses. Yeah. yeah, he needed that one for sure. It 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 reminded me of Chris's thing, a fight with uh Kelvin recently. Yeah. Like you know, it makes it that much sweeter when you're you know when you're that much. Um, and then when he you got your the, back in the corner like that. He like, had the mental know. perseverance to push through, yeah, even though he got hit with a really hard uppercut. He followed up with strikes. I think he actually survived some submission attempts in that first. Absolutely, round he defended too. really well yeah. on the ground. Man, yeah, he was on his back. No, he had the guy. Of yeah. uh, oh, the guy. I'm sorry, Christoph Jocko. Yes, exactly. Jocko. Yeah. The last name is Jocko. 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 Yeah. yeah. Jocko. It's J O T K O. Jocko. Right. That's right? oh, fun to say. J O T K O. That's his new song. <laughs> but he's uh, he he was he was looking great. Yeah. And he was on him. But man, I, I was just so so happy. I know I cut you off for the. No, Uriah it's okay. Though. I was holding this in. That's the only one I want to talk to to Jimmy about. So I called Jimmy the next morning, and uh, it was morning for him. It was probably afternoon for me. But you know, I was so I because he's on the West Coast now. I was so uh, he watched it with Joe Rogan. He watched. The, oh, uh, nice. He, they were they were going back and forth between the boxing match and the and and the UFC. Him and uh, Joe, he was doing the fight companion yeah. with Joe Rogan. That's cool. I didn't even know that. I saw a clip. Like, oh my goodness, there's, there's my Jimmy. G- there's my Jimmy. <laughs> no, it was good. And I think yeah. that it, um, Uriah's honesty, how he breaks himself down, how he talks about what he's going through. I like a lot of that. I was uh, I was loud. I was very loud. <laughs> I was I'm back to that main event because you brought up the main event. I'm going to call Dom right now. Uh, I called Dom. Well, uh, this is what I wanted to talk to you about the main event. My boyfriend and I were talking about this morning and... Is your boyfriend, does he watch a lot? Oh yeah, he watches it with me. He's he's tons of fun to watch fights with. But um, we were talking about this morning and he reminded me something about one of your fights that I completely forgot. So it's I wanted not, to talk to you about this. Everybody was hitting me up on Twitter. Spinning back fist? Why do you got to bring no, that no, shit up? It was so not, long ago. I'm not bringing that. Fuck. I'm not bringing Car- Shoney up. What I'm saying is that. <laughs> oh, poor Shoney's what, on the bus right what now. What happened was David, David Branch tapped, a, you know, due to strikes. Uh, and people are hitting him up on trip, Twitter saying, well, if he had the energy to tap, then he should have had the energy to defend. People and, are pricks, aren't they? Right. And I'm like, well, do you guys fight? Do you know what it's like when, yeah. when big ass Luke Rockhold is hitting you? Yeah, Luke- and my boyfriend goes, do you remember that, that um, GSP tapped out due yeah. to strikes? I'm like, no. He yeah. ta- it, was, it was rough stoppage. He goes, no, it wasn't. So he showed me your fight with GSP yeah. and showed me George actually slapping the mat. I, don't, I did it's not rougher. remember that. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah, we got a phone call. Hello? Dominic Cruz. Yo, what's up, <laughs> what's up man? You're on air with, with myself and uh, Phoenix Carnavale because hey, Jimmy's Dominic. away. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good, Dom. What's going on, homie? I was just watching you over the weekend, and uh, some yeah. hell of a hell of a bunch of the fights were amazing over the weekend. They were right. I mean, a some cards. Like, yeah, yeah. The only ones that went the distance on the main call was the heavyweights. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is so crazy. Right. It's and, the opposite day. And we were just talking yeah. about like that card. It looked like a decent card. I'm like, this should be fun, but some of them. 
Oh, sleepers, man. They just pay off. Oh, yeah. And we enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah, but, I did, too. Like, um, probably my favorite fight of the night was Gillespie versus Reyes. Absolutely. Oh, that was wild, though. Yeah, that was a yeah, great fight. Yeah, that fight was incredible. Yeah, he's those a- guys just literally, the bell rang, and within 10 seconds, they were just bloody messy. And he's unde- he's undefeated, that kid. He's a Long Island kid. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's you know? nasty, man. He's the real deal. Gillespie's getting, doing really well right now. I'm, it's I'm excited to see him face some top prospects. Isn't it funny how some of these guys just creep up on you, and you know, so you're like, look at this guy, man. There's him, there's guys like Mike Perry, and they're just like, yo, man, he's, yeah. these new crop of guys, just dangerous, man. I was impressed with Mike Perry, too, man. Yeah, no? and then yeah. calling out Robbie Lawler—that's that's interesting. That'll take you. To I love some that attention. call out, but also you got to give give kudos to the guy who took that fight with Perry. I mean, Perry's been walking through. He went out there with uh, Joe Ban and had a war, like a three round war with Joe Ban. Took everything he threw at him, and then this fifty five er comes up, Mister Reyes, and says, "I'll fight him. Like, let, let me get a shot." Saves, keeps Perry on the card. You know, unless somebody's will. Willing to take that fight, Perry doesn't even get to show up that night and put on a performance. You know, well, how so. how long did Alex Reyes had like a week, right? Or how many? How yeah, long something did he like have? that. And so he crazy. moved up from one fifty five to one seventy against a strong one seventy pounder. You know, it's not like Perry's some like small seventy pounder. You know, he's yeah. like built for that weight class. I mean, so that was a that took a lot of guts. And now that was that was his debut in the uh, yeah, UFC. Yeah, his debut, and now now he'll be in the UFC. I'm sure he'll get an. Hopefully, the UFC gives him another shot right away at 155 so. whenever he wants it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's when guys step up like that. I mean, it's when the big show calls, it calls, but it is kind of scary, man. They're fighting a big, powerful guy that's that's putting welterweights away, and now this kid, well, you know. I mean, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I, I mean, I get nervous. I'm I'm a little scared before every fight, but <laughs> all I'm saying is it just he saved he kind of saved the show a little bit by yeah. doing that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully next time he comes back and uh, he's given the beating. But uh, now, yeah. what, now what do you think of the what do you think of his call out though of Robbie Lawler? I'd I'd, I'd see that fight. I yeah, that would really be amazing. Cool. No, I, I think everybody on earth would would see that fight. I think it's just a question of. If these guys want to go beat each other's heads in like that, we'll see. We'll see yeah. if they can make the matchup happen. That's the next step. Another thing with that Mike Perry is I like I he's actually a super exciting fighter, but I like I like you know I like characters, and he's a he's not trying he's he's not trying to. This is him. I think that's really him talking, but he's yet he's pretty unique in the way he, he delivers his uh, even his post fight call out. He's an interesting guy, he, and he's uh, he really is. Like I sat and had a had a good conversation with him before this fight, just to kind of kind of see where his headspace is at and stuff. And he definitely runs at a different tune, I'd say. Like he just he's a very interesting guy to say the least. Yeah, super respectful though. I I met up with him. And, no, uh, he's been super cool to me. Yeah. Agreed. Like to everybody, he never really unless you're fighting him. He's 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 pretty cool. He's pretty chilled out. Actually, he's at peace. He's walking around with his family. Yeah, walking around with his girlfriend. You know, he's, he's cool dude. You know, he's got a good future. Yeah, he a always, lot of guys from that card will have a good future. I think. Yeah, for sure, man. That guy always always delivers. Now, listen, big fight coming up. Obviously, man. I know. I know. Everybody's asking you about it because you fought both guys. With uh, you know, with TJ uh, Dillashaw coming up versus the the champ Cody Garbrandt. I mean, yeah. now what is. What is your take on, 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 on that fight? Like, Styles make fights. You fought both guys. The first yeah. part of this question is I want to know, who do you think is going to take this, man? Well, I think that since I fought TJ, it's been about 
you know, over a year, over two years, like about two years. So yeah. I'm sure he's made some gains in the things that he's doing and his mindset, especially, I mean, he had some fights since I fought him. So you could tell he made some changes. He wasn't looking as aggressive. He was taking his time more and doing what he needed to. So I think that that type of mindset <clears throat> is going to be real important for him against Cody. But he has all the tools, the thing is. TJ has the tools to get the job done. Uh, it's just a question of how's he going to deal with that whole team, in my opinion, because that whole team plays a very interesting game. Um, Justin Buckholtz likes to get in guys' heads because he's an ex-fighter that wanted a fight that didn't quite get to do what he wanted to. So he stepped up, and now he's somewhat living vicariously through the alpha male team. That being said, he still runs his mouth. He's still trying to chat at you, still trying to jaw. He plays a lot of weird games. And I know he's going to be playing with TJ Dillshaw. Um, and he also, they, they all work together, that team. They all are a bunch of fighters that, you know, just they work together to try to manipulate, especially when it comes down to TJ. So they all know everything about him. They know he was a hothead. They knew that he went through and had hurt some of their teammates while they were training yeah. because he gets upset. They just know so much about him that I feel like that's going to play a, a little part. Wow. In the build-up to this fight, that I think it's going to mess with TJ a little bit personally to where he's not quite 100% mentally there just because those were his old friends. I know it hurts him like that he's not part of that squad, or it did for a while. Anymore, I'm not sure, but yeah. um, I don't know. I think that that headspace thing is a, real, is a real thing for those guys. Now, do you have a preference on who wins. I mean, do you, I mean, do you, whoever has the belt or because Cody has that W of you and you have the, yeah. you have the W of a, of a TJ, would you prefer yeah. Cody to win just to get that? that I match? would, I would, I would actually prefer Cody to win just because I'd like to fight him <clears throat> for the, for the rematch, um, yeah. for the belt. I think it would just, it would just really be a sick fight and it'd be good for me. Um, either way, um, you know, the other, the other side of the issues we've heard all, about how Cody's talking about his back a lot. Yeah. yeah. That it's had a lot of a lot of pain in it. And the thing is, you're not going to pull out of this fight. So welcome to being a champ. I said this at my post-fight press conference after we fought. I said, it's one thing to get the belt. It's another thing to keep it Definitely. After, you, after you've earned it and defend it. And, I mean, he's had it a year, hasn't defended it yet. Mm-hmm. And now he's up and he's got to pay the piper, you know. Now you got to show up and fight. And the thing is, when, when I fought him... <clears throat> You know, there there were some issues going on with my body, and I didn't talk about it, and I didn't get into it too deep because to me, it just there's no point. If I'm showing up under those circumstances, then it's not it's not me hurt. That's that's how I chose to show up to the fight. It was plantar so fasciitis, right? Correct. And so I don't really look at that as anything that was off because I knew I went in there with that knowing, and I did my whole camp with that. But you got to remember, that was a big fight card. Yeah. <clears throat> that was one of the biggest fight cards of the year. I needed to be on it with Rousey and, and keep that card going. And that's part of the responsibility of a champion is to not just show up and, and uh, for yourself, but you got to kind of build a division. So he's got to be there and fight TJ on this big card in New York with GSP because it helps promote the division. And that's what makes it tough is sometimes the UFC needs you to take fights that you might not be 100% healthy for. I mean, I know you know about this, Sarah, very well. <laughs> yeah, I do. And, and sometimes you got to jump in there. And you know what? I think that's somewhat what's happening to Cody in this situation. He might not, from what he said, he's not 100%, but he's got to jump in there and take this fight. And we'll see. I think he might be playing, it, playing his back up a little bit to kind of get TJ more confident. And then he's going to come in there feeling a little bit better than he shows. But um, 
yeah, it's an interesting dynamic how this whole thing's playing out and how guarantee you he doesn't pull out of that fight because there's too much money on hand. You know, Sarah, like you got GSP coming back. He's going to get a share of the pay-per-views on that card. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Cody. So now he's like, all right, if, if Cody, if if GSP comes back and sells a million pay-per-view, you better believe I want a piece of that million (laughs) pay-per-view. He's not pulling out of this fight. So we're going to see that fight. And that's, what's cool about it is he's kind of tied into it for that paycheck. Now, speaking of GSP, you have him versus Michael Bisping. What do you, what do you, what do you think about that fight and how that's going to go down? And what do you think of super fights in general? Um, I like super fights, man. I think they're, I think they're the next big thing. To be honest, I think they're what, what's going to keep combat sports alive because you just saw the money that a a, a super fight just made with Connor versus Floyd. That's what people are hungry for. They want to see the odd matchups. It's fun. Um, it is. I mean, anytime you play a video game, think of it this way. Anytime the kids play a video game, they want that secret character unlocked so that they can use him. And that's literally what we're doing here with all these weird fights that we're matching up. We start bringing MMA fighters to boxing, boxing to MMA. We're unlocking these secret characters and seeing how they could do with these other artists, other style matchups. It's no different than Street Fighter. You know? know? Yeah, you're you're talking in my language, that's for sure. (laughs) Now, with that fight, how do you think that fight's going to go down? Uh, GSP and... Bisping? Yes, Bisping, yes. I think... um, you know, it's so hard to say, obviously, because of the the time that GSP's been out with injuries and stuff. So um, I think that I obviously believe that GSP has plenty strong enough mindset to go through and not really make that ring rust thing that everybody wants to talk about a thing. Yeah. I don't really think it's true. I think that if you're mentally strong enough and you train yourself and camp hard enough, <laughs> that you can completely get yeah. rid of that. I'm thinking and when you came... I think GSP's <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah, Dom, I'm thinking about when you came back after a long, long layoff. Yeah. You were like fucking Godzilla to that Japanese guy. That Who was that guy? Kid. You killed that kid. Steamrolled him. Yeah. I'm sorry. What's his name again? Takam Mizugaki. No, yes. Steamrolled. Mizugaki, yes. yes. Well, he was on a six-fight win streak. And let yeah. me tell you, I was nervous as hell for that fight. Like, I hadn't fought in three years. I blew out both my knees and my quad over that yeah. time. Yeah. And I was nervous as they get for that. Yeah. But it worked for Ringer, I told myself this this ring rust thing is not real. All these things that these media guys are talking about, they don't yeah. know what they're talking about. They're making this up. And, and, and it, and I proved that to myself on that fight. And then I proved it to myself on the TJ fight. So See, I agree I'm with you. I think, I think ring rust is only real. If you believe it's real, right? If you put it in your head, Oh my God, I haven't been there or whatever. If you put it in your head that, Hey, this is what I do. I'm a professional fighter and, and whatnot. I think it, it's always that it's always the mental part. But let's say one of these guys does get hurt. If Cody or TJ gets hurt, are you just ready to jump in there? Would you be eager to jump in there? Yeah, that's that's what's important, too, is like right now I'm always training. Um, I've been training this whole time. For me, the title shot is important to me. I've earned that shot. I held, I held the belt for longer than anybody in this division. I helped build the division. I gave Cody that shot when I could have just fought TJ again. So it's like... I've been doing this to build the division. I brought another guy up and fought him for the title because I wanted another guy in the mix because we need it for the division. So, you know, my thing is if anybody, if either one of these guys gets hurt, I'd like to slide in and challenge for the title 100%. Yeah. Um, I don't think either of these guys are going to pull out of that fight card because of what I said about the pay-per-views and, the, and, the, and all that stuff. So I think they'll be there. 
And I hope that they are so they can go out there and get that job done. You know, it'll be a fun fight to watch regardless. How would you fight Cody differently this time? And um, how is the plantar fasciitis? I've had that. It's like the worst thing ever. What is that for people that don't know, Dom? Well, it's, you know, it's hard to explain. It's basically the fascia on the bottom of your foot tightens up so bad that every single time you put your foot on the ground, it just feels like you're stepping on needles. Yeah. It's, It's extremely painful. Anytime you have enough. A lot of runners get it. Um, a lot You can research football players who have gotten it, like Antonio Gates. A lot of basketball players get it. And when they get it, they literally have to stop playing completely in order for it to heal. So this whole time that I've been off, I literally have just been giving my feet therapy. Mm-hmm. I shot them up with stem cells. I'm going to shoot them up with stem cells again this week. Um, all this stuff I'm doing to just keep the maintenance on it, but they're feeling great. And that's, that's how I would fight Cody different, to be perfectly honest. I would be in there fresh like I was against Takai Mizugaki and like I was against uh, TJ Dillshaw. I, you know, when I fought Cody, no excuses. He, he was a better man that night. But I had fought two title fights that same year. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's two hard camps. As you know, Sarah, a five-round title fight is like putting in a 60-hour work week instead of a 40-hour work week. And that's I did that back-to-back back three times. And, and now I'll be fresh. If I get to, when I get to fight these guys, now I'm fighting on their work rate. When I fought Cody, you know, he had had two, three round fights. So the workload is a huge difference in camp and in the fights. And that translates. And I feel like now I'm on the same work rate as Cody and TJ, since I've been resting while they've been resting at the same exact time. And I think that would change the fight. And then tactics would change the fight. Obviously I would definitely change some tactics in that fight, but I think that my health could really allow me to change my tactics. So all this together makes me excited for a rematch, definitely. How long did you have that thing with your feet? And is that how you made up? It's so is that how you made up your uh, your footwork? Because it was so hot, you had to keep moving your fucking feet. How long did you have that? <laughs> it was actually the footwork that caused it. I, I, yep. I'm, I'm, I do so much heavy footwork, yeah. uh, barefoot, and I have to do an extra amount of anybody else because I use that movement so differently that I actually do an extra 30 minutes after every practice, plus the extra running I have to do, plus the extra cardio I have to do to keep up that work rate with my feet. So that's what caused the plantar fasciitis. And uh, your question was what about it? No, I was, I was fucking around. I was saying, is that how you developed that footwork? Because <laughs> it was like hot lava every time you put your foot oh, down. Oh, so I was supposed to make a joke about it because you are yeah. making fun of it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Funny. My Listen, hot feet. They my can't all feet. be gems. No, I had it. And I, and I was plagued with plantar fasciitis at the time that I was boxing. And it was the same thing. It was like really just pushing off my feet, Achilles tendons, calves. And the only thing that worked for me was just a lot of physical therapy and stretching and strengthening certain areas yeah, of my leg. You definitely had it. You yep. definitely had it. Worst. <laughs> well, I had some athlete's foot sometimes, and I just put some fucking <laughs> on myself. But, yo, Dom, speak, listen, Oof. I know a lot of guys have footwork. I've seen guys that have, they're floating around, and they're doing this and that. You have the most unique and unusual footwork and body movement that I, it's, it's, it's unique to yourself. Like, you can't say, that's why you must be really hard to train for, to fight, to, to get ready for a fight against you. Cause you know you move really weird, and that's not a, that's that's good though. It works. It works amazing for you. How did you come up with that? It's not like somebody goes, Dominic, walk, do this. It's like it's unique to yourself. How did you come up with that? With the way you move, I mean. Well, when I first started fighting, when I was eighteen, nineteen years old, I didn't have any pad holders or coaches, so all the the, the all the striking I did was sparring and bag work. Um, I had no double end bags. I had no pad work really. 
And if I did have pad work, it was extremely limited because anybody who wanted to hold pads for me wanted to be paid and I was broke as they come. So I was just like, oh, well, I'll just line up a bunch of bodies, spar, and then I'll do 10 rounds on the bag and then that'll get me in shape and then I'll be fine. So when I, by doing that, it kind of created a certain way that I punch and move my body. But bigger than that, when I first started fighting, I was still the same size I am now, actually about 10 pounds smaller probably because I was a lot younger. And uh, I was fighting at 155 pounds, Sarah, because they didn't have my weight class. Yeah. It didn't exist. They didn't have 135 or 145. So I was talking about wanting to be in the UFC, and I weighed 142 pounds soaking wet when I was, you know, 19, wow. 20 years old. So I had to fight different. The guys that I was training with were always 170 pounds, 165 pounds, way bigger than me. And then I made sure they were way taller than me. And in that process, I knew that I was going to be facing bigger guys. So by training with bigger guys in the very beginning of my career, I just created different movements, different problems, because I couldn't allow these guys to grab a hold of me or touch me. If they did, they were too heavy and too big. I couldn't get back up. They were just too strong for me. So I had to make sure that I just never let them touch me at all. And, it, and I realized that as long as I was faster, as long as I kept the accumulation high and kept punching them and punching them, a lot of times I'd get them out of there. I'd even finish them in practice and stuff. They'd just be so tired, I'd just pick them apart and beat them up. But if they grabbed a hold of me, I had issues. So I learned that real quick. And then as the sport progressed and my weight class came, that mindset stayed, but the men shrunk, and now it's become really effective. Mm. Well, speaking of weight classes, you know, Demetrius is on the cusp of breaking the UFC all-time consecutive title defense record if he beats Ray Borg on October 7th. Like yourself, mm -hmm. Mighty Mouse is the you know only has two losses in his career. One you know came against you. Do you see any possibility of a rematch with DJ? And um, what do you think of the flyweight division? Um, I like. I think DJ is a great champion. You know, mm -hmm. I think that um, I would entertain a rematch if if everything you know lined up right. Of course, I think that he's going to end up. He has super fights at thirty five that can make him some money. I think to that TJ Dillashaw fight could have been good for his career. I don't yeah. think money-wise or business-wise, it would have necessarily done what he wanted it to do. But I think that for for legitimacy, beating TJ Dillshot 125 pounds would, would have really legitimized not just him but the division because yeah. everybody knows TJ Dillshot can fight. And if you bring him down to 35 or to 25 to fight DJ and DJ beats him, it, it like shows how good DJ really is on another scale than these guys that nobody knows that he's beating up at right. 125. So the only thing that him fighting Dillashaw would have done was give him more legitimacy. But in, in DJ's mind, he's legitimate already. I've defended the title 55,000 times. Like right. I'm already legitimate. I don't need to prove that, but that's true and not true. I mean, when you're facing guys that have no big names, it's hard for people to get on board and get promoted to, and, and want to watch it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I kind of get that, but it's tough. And and I think that, you know, poor DJ, it sucks. Yeah. It's one of those situations where he's just got to take one of those crazy fights and see if he can get it done. What about with you, though? Well, yeah, I told you. I'd, I'd rematch him. I mean, whatever. And let me fight for a belt. Let's do it. What <laughs> I'm interested in is my belt. <clears throat> what yeah. I'm interested in is a, a rematch to get my belt. And, you know, if it's Cody, cool, great, because I can get my loss back and get my belt. If it's TJ... Great, because that gives TJ a chance to get his loss back. It, it, right now, we got a good thing going with the three of us to where we can all gain something from each other yep. because you need good opponents in order to have good fights. 
and in order to have, create great champions. It's just how it is. It's kind of a system. Uh, we all need each other in some sick way at the same time as we all want to hurt each other. Yeah, I love so, that. You always understand the business and the entertainment aspect of what goes into the fight, what goes into the event itself, even what goes into you know broadcasting, right? That's what you do too. Yeah, it's, it's a big picture. It's a much bigger picture if you, if you stop being, too, if, if you can keep yourself from being too self-centered and greedy, there's a much bigger picture. And if you, put, if you look at the bigger picture, we can all gain from it. Me, Cody, TJ, everybody in the division, it's just, you know, the, the, right, the right matchups have to happen at the right time, you know. And, you know, you got guys work, trying to work their way up the weight class that should, you know, just be fighting, <clears throat> fighting extra tough guys to get up the weight class. You know, I remember me coming up in the weight class. I had to fight like six different fights before I got a title shot in a row, back to back. Some of these guys are getting three fights and getting title shots, and it's like weird, you know. It's odd to me. Go ahead, Dom. I don't know. You tell me, Sarah. What do you think about that? Well, hey, Dom, let me ask you. Remember how disgusting my car was when I gave you that ride to the restaurant? Remember that? <laughs> remember how disgusting? I do. Listen, you're going to be so happy for me. I got a brand new Tahoe. You, you're the last person to, to, to witness. Because <laughs> I felt bad. Dom was like, yo, I got to go to a restaurant. I'm going to get an Uber. And he was in Strong Island. That's that's my hood. Yeah. So if I'm in Dom's backyard, I, you know, Dom would take care of me because, you know. We're, we're, Definitely. You were being cool. courteous cool. and you gave him so a ride. So I go, ride. you know what? I'll give you a ride. The second I said, I go, oh, fuck. He's going to see. I go, Dom's cool, but I hope he doesn't judge me so i opened up my thing and his starbucks shit falling out it was disgusting i actually i, I don't i had to throw everything in the back seat i don't the ac might not have been working i go i go there's not a way for a former champ to live dom no the what? funny the funniest thing was just how embarrassed you were you were so embarrassed i felt bad dom well it's, it's it like, not really dom, courteous <laughs> no, because I had to go inside and grab something, right? And I was like, dude, he opens the door and he like blocks the door so I can't see inside, you know? And he's oh, like, Dom, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't look inside. Don't look inside. Hey, go inside and Dirty gym socks on the seat. Give me five minutes here, man. Give me five minutes. And then I had Dom sit on um like an old, I think if I put a ghee on the front seat because I think I might have had like and a piece of gum on I get on in that. there and I'm sitting on like an old dirty ghee. Oh, fuck it, oh man. It's pathetic. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that was the clean, that was the clean ghee, you know? Yeah. I was like, thanks, that. It was clean. But I gave, you know, the, the important part is he needed a lift and I gave, you know, I gave that to him. Very but I got a new Tahoe, Dom. Next time when you're in Strong Island, I'm going to take you out for a spin in that thing. <laughs> Oh, I would love it, man. I'm, you're, you're the first person I look for, so I want to see your Tahoe. <laughs> All right, Dom. Hey, listen, man. I appreciate you coming on with us and shooting the shit, my man. I want you in studio sometime when you're when you're in this neck of the woods. Well, we just discussed. You can now give me a ride, and maybe you'll just drive me to the studio first, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, or we'll take the train. Either way, you'll experience the New York City Nah, honestly, the train is way grosser than yeah. Sarah's Jeep. <laughs> Oh, what's he asking about? Go ahead, Chris, the producer. What did you want to ask? You had something we have, on your we mind. We have another question for Chris, you. Because Chris, the producer, is flagging me like uh, it's a fucking race. Like I'm in a race. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in like go that. Uh, Dominic, I just wanted to ask you before we let you go, did you have any thoughts about the John Jones situation, Ooh. Cormier getting the title back, any advice you would give to John, just any thoughts as somebody that's been a longtime champion like yourself? Well, I would say for John right now, just keep your mouth shut, honestly. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the only thing I would tell him right now because – He's got a, he's got a, um, he's under, not only is he under scrutiny, he's under the magnifying glass and he's, they're doing an investigation when, you know, when they're doing an investigation, you don't, you don't keep talking to give them more things to look at. You just yeah. keep your mouth shut, stay under the radar, do you, do what you do, maybe get back to training, stay in shape since you, since you're saying that you're not guilty, 
then get your butt back in the gym and stay focused on John Jones and don't worry about all these other people. That's all he can do is what he can control. That's all what I would say to John Jones. And, and I hope that everything works out for them. I don't know what to say other than that because until the investigation is complete, nobody knows the truth because he's done this how many times and then you, Usada goes, oh yeah, okay, we're going to chop some years off because he really didn't do this on purpose. But we still have to do it so that USADA doesn't look like we're lying. Right. So we're going to give him a year instead of three years like he should have got. It's weird how USADA's doing it. And the other thing is there's no governing, governing body over WADA. So there's a governing body over USADA, which is everybody says, well, yeah, USADA's the cleanest. It does this. It does that. I get it. Yes. But who's the governing body over WADA when they mess up? Mm. Who tells WADA? Well, you guys messed up. You miss. You might have missed this drug test. You might have something might have happened. Possibly. I mean, obviously that's happening. Otherwise, how are they? Say, how are they overturning some of these things that they're calling guilty? Right. Right. And then who's watching over Wada to say Wada? Why is this happening? Why are Why are the charges being limited because they weren't completely guilty? Like, what is this? Are they guilty or not guilty? And who's watching Wada saying? Well, are you guys doing these? Like, nobody's there to say Wada's wrong. Only there's only somebody there. There's only Wada and Usada to say fighters are wrong. That's it. Yeah. So how is that fair? You know, and that's part of this too. That I'm sure John Jones is is fighting, but Usada has a history, a positive history. I do believe they're here to clean up the sport. I do believe they're cleaning up the sport. I'm glad they're here cleaning up the sport. You know, I've been tested 12 times in a year. I've always been a clean athlete, and so I like that we're keeping the sport clean. But when you get these things where they're accusing somebody, it's out on the Internet before the, before the test results even come out. They're already guilty before they even find the term. Absolutely. They're like, yeah, we still got to go and do the case, but this guy's already guilty three times now because yeah. you already announced it on the Internet right. and you let him fight. So there's a lot of weird things going on with it. That's my feelings on it. I kind of feel bad for the guys who get popped because, you you know, you don't, I mean, if they did it, they did it. And most of the time they have. But when we're getting these weird cases of Jones, it's odd, is it not? I mean, when they're saying, yeah, he did it, or Yoel Romero, yeah, he did it, but that's what brings questions in my mind. I just don't understand that part. You know what's really messed up is everybody's going to be, everybody's saying like, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody's saying this is going to affect um, John Jones's uh, legacy. And I believe so also, because if he's cheating the whole time, I mean, shit. I mean, you know, listen, I know the jury's still out or whatever, but you know, hey, what about pride back in the day? Everybody, they're all juiced out of their gills. All these guys are legends, yep. and this one's in the Hall of Fame. Those guys were a bunch of juice heads. I don't know. Whatever. No, I, I, I agree with you on that, man. And, and you, right? ha, you know, and like, you have to look at that, and I guess this is what they say is, well, everybody was on juice, so I guess we'll just give them their kudos. Right. I mean, what else can you, what else can you really say? If, 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 it was, if the testing wasn't happening back then, then you can't really – bring it up on those people i suppose you know well i, um, I think i can though because i never took anything it's i'm one of those guys well fuck them i didn't do anything yeah well you, know? you did you know why because you were in that era and there was no testing so everybody assumes you did it too sarah yeah That's well i'm saying i didn't yeah <laughs> 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 yeah dom all right dom we'll let you go man thanks for hanging and uh i hope to see you soon homie yeah, me too, man. We always have fun. For sure, man. All right, say hello to Anik. And that, that yep, other guy, was, what's his name? Paul Felder? Yeah, mm -hmm. he's great. That guy's another natural on he's the mic, good. man. 
Yeah, you're good, huh? You yeah. guys, you guys got something going for you. You know, I'm just a silly guy that, that has a you know have a, a good right hand and, and everybody Plata. loves. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves you so much. You got your own podcast. You have awesome lady on here with you, and you're just uh, killing it. And that's you're a, just some dumb guy, right? That's yeah, a, I love that, how you play your stuff. That's, that's the greatest. Genius. That's the greatest. It's <laughs> the greatest way to end this thing on a compliment on me. Aww. Hey, thank you, Dom. We'll talk to you soon, Champ. All right. Take care. Hey right, guys, have a good one. Bye. Later, Dom. <laughs> All right, Dominic Cruz. What a what a good guy. I get along with guys like I get along with guys that a lot of guys don't get along with. Like I get along with Dominic Cruz. I get along with Bisping. I get along with. I just get along with most people. I you think. accept people for who they get are. Get along with fucking Chris, the fucking producer. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy loses the top of my pen, the most important part. Oh boy! You know, I've, uh, fucking, why am I charging you know what, the bottom? Fine. I'll, t- I'll take the. the You're gonna take it. Sure. You're yeah. Take why that not? Hit. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. fine. No, I love Dominic. I think I think his his uh, insight on on the divisions is really important. I think that you know he's a great commentator, and he's a hell of an athlete. But you know, he's, you know, he's was, the total package. I was going to ask him what he likes more. I forgot. I was going to say, what do you like more doing the the, the like the, the what is it the color commentary mm-hmm. or the the Fox analyst work? It's it's very similar, but it's it's different at the, at the same time. I think I, mean, I think to... the the commentary is for color. It's easier than for play by play. Because play by play, no wait. Got, what is he doing? He's doing the. He's doing color. He is. Doing, so yeah. Anik is play by play. So yeah. like the difference, people always like yeah. play by play is like more like this is like, brought to you yeah, by such you. and such, and this guy comes from this and this and this, yeah. and then color is like painting the picture, telling you what's happening, what's going who's on. inside yeah, control, he's good who, at blah, blah, blah. that. Yeah, he's great. Good for him. Um, what do I have to do? Oh yeah, a tinkle. Go ahead. Take we'll your be break. right back, people. So this week on Week in the Knees, we have another great show with Dino Badala, Anna Palmer, and John Spurney talking about the Trump Election Commission, Bitcoin collapse, cruising for porn, DACA contradictions, the hunting season at National Monuments, Kaepernick winning MVP, and even a little bonus action on the Fatberg. That's all this week on Week in the Knees. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Phoenix, let's talk about something I really enjoy. You know what that is? No. Spotify. Yes. 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 Tell me about Spotify. Um, It has podcasts now. What? Yeah, no, it does. Talk to me. Spotify has podcasts. Every episode of USC Unfiltered is now available on Spotify. Your place for all things music now has the world's most popular podcast, including this one. UFC Unfiltered on Spotify. Open the app, tap the browser, and of course, look for us on the podcast section. Me sometimes being on, but mostly you and Jimmy. Uh, Follow us and all your favorites to get new episodes dropped into your library as soon as they come out. So you're saying Spotify.com slash podcast? Spotify.com slash podcast. I love Spotify. Spotify! 
Uh, Phoenix, yes. let's talk about this freaking fight card. Do you want to start at the Branch fight, the David Branch? Yeah, Rock, because I wanted, I wanted to complete your thought about um, Branch tapping out to do two strikes, and then I had forgotten that GSP did that against you. Oh, well, well, listen. Uh, let's let's talk about the, the what, what what happened with Branch now. Branch did David Branch did come out. That he talked a lot of shit for this fight. Yeah. Barbershop Branch, we said he was in the studio. I love Branch. He's a friend of mine. He's a great guy. Uh, and I thought that he did what he said he was going to do. He was not pulling any punches. He went, he had him in trouble. Let's say, let's be honest here. He did. He definitely stunned him yep. to the point where you even see Luke after they clinch up against the cage going to his corner, like, all right. Yeah, I'm good. Almost like he was a little embarrassed. Like, all right, I got this, you know. But that's a sure sign of somebody who, I mean, he was, he got clipped. Yeah, and he was, and and David Branch went for it. He definitely went for it. Good boxing, but, pushing him know, up against the cage. Oh yeah, but he Branch thought that Rockhold didn't have a chin, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because he's got knocked out by Bisping. Yeah. Bisping hits pretty freaking hard, and Bisping looked good and yeah. has learned a lot. And then he got knocked out by probably roided up Vitor yeah. with a spinning heel kick that almost took his face off sideways, yeah. like The Exorcist. I'm not being a dick, I don't think Bisping's known for being the hardest hit. I think it's more the fact that he is a high volume yeah you know what and I mean? it was like but i mean he did land right great. so i don't uh, really think that it's that lot rockhold doesn't have that much of a chin i just think that he got hit clean with well, those two times one thing that people don't talk about enough well maybe they do i mean he's he's very very good on top one of the most yeah. dangerous guys I've ever seen on top what he does whether he gets mount or gets the back once he gets those positions he crosses his feet in this, in, in when he's got that, where it's hard for you, like if he's got when he had branch belly down, mm-hmm. branch is gonna have to find it's almost like an upside down elbow escape. So if okay. I'm if I'm belly down right now, and I'm laying belly down, I'm gonna have to get my he had they have the hooks in. I'm gonna have to get my legs back and forth, get my knee to the floor, and then it's gonna have to say my right knee to the floor. It would have to get I have to get into like the fetal position for it to touch my left elbow. And then I could be able to get my back to the floor and get in half guard. And how that. hard does that do when it's, Luke Rockwell well, is Well, the thing is, what Luke does, it, the punching, of course, is, yeah. is, is brutal. But even with a black belt, what happens is he does not let you get that foot to the floor. Right. So, the, what, so the best you could do is just go back to getting mounted. That's and what then Br- you go Branch mounted. had like a half second where I was like, oh, he might be able to just get to he guard, was, but he couldn't he do it. He was not. And then he did one of those. He exposed the back from mount where... It, listen, it's always easier said than done when there's strikes coming raining down on you. But you have to get the guy's weight coming forward. You have to try to get that. If you right. cannot trap and roll, which is difficult, like, or uh, you know, chop and roll, oompa, which you have to yeah. block a whole side. And well, because uh, he was so close to the fence, he couldn't have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I gotta. I'd have to watch again exactly. But I mean, what use his feet against the cage? You saying? No, his. It was almost like his head up. and his shoulder were against the cage. Yeah. So to roll forward, you wouldn't have any space he, to do that. He exposed his back. And listen, you know, it, it, he might not ever do that when he's rolling, mm-hmm. but now when somebody's mounted on you, I mean, even the best guys, you right. know what I mean? They're like, yo, I, I can't stay here. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's not so easy to get out. And uh, sometimes they don't experience it. I mean, that's why you have to put yourself in such bad positions. I'm a big believer in not just slapping hands and rolling from the knees, which I do, which is, of course, important, uh, whether it's from the feet or from the knees, but especially a guy who's good in wrestling Put him in bad positions constantly. Guy's on his back. He's belly down. He's mounted. That way, if it happens in a fight, you mean you escaped it a thousand times. I mean, there's times I fought. I mean, I remember Matt Hughes took my back, and I remember not ever being worried. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember when he was cross-eyed, I was like, I cannot stay here yeah. because he's so devastating from that cross-eyed position that I'm like, yo, I can't let him. I, I, he could be anywhere. Then, you know, so certain guys like Luke Rockhold, you cannot allow him to achieve. He achieves that mount position. He gets that back position. If he doesn't finish you, he's winning that round. And if you get out of that round, it's going to be like how Machida got out of that round with him when he was on top. Yeah. And he wobbled back to the stool. And then even, and then he was half or less than half of, <laughs> he had nothing. The energy bar went down, um, you know, dramatically. Yeah, so basically it's like even if you are a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, like branches, getting in that position, it's just a really extremely hard position to get out of. Luke, Well, with a guy like Luke Rockhold it is. Yes. Guys like Luke Rockhold, guys like, like I say, I tell my guys like a BJ Penn mount, Aljo Sterling. Yeah. It's Aljo's back take and Aljo's mount are money. Uh, he's not just because he's my guy, my buddy. He's, yeah, he, but yeah, he's so great. I, they gave you credit for that. Because when I when I talked to Ally Aquenta, he said that you put them in bad positions. Yeah, you start them in awesome. bad positions so that they have to escape the bad positions and they're used to them. I miss Ally Aquenta. I'm going to call him up after this. Where is he? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I got to give him a call. Listen, let's get back to the fights really quick. So, okay. so listen, so David Branch, it, it's rough because it shouldn't, it really shouldn't be looked down upon because, but as a fighter, it does, you know, guys, you know, they do consider like tap to strikes. It's like, yeah. it's it's a rough one. It's it's a definitely a tough, tough pill to swallow. Like, you know what I mean? He, he what he did, I think I, I read a little bit of a, a quote from him. I read something where he basically said he wasn't feeling he was getting out. He took a little bit of abuse. Like he took some abuse and then said, look, what am I going to get pounded out all day here? So he, he took, you know, he's yeah, going to fight another day. You're 30-something years old. You want yeah. longevity in, in, in the UFC. You don't want to take too many shots. Yeah. For what? Hey, I don't know. Hey, listen, it's, 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 uh, I'm a fighter, so it's a, it's, a, it's a rough situation right. in that thing. You know what I mean? I've only been stopped twice. Uh, and I'm glad, you know, I, I wasn't, I don't know. Like, like, put it this way. There's times when I was in a fights where... It's easy, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is the case for David Branch because mm-hmm. he was he was really stuck. I believe another couple of shots, the refs just jumping in there, yeah. Because I think he was right. gonna, he's not getting out. Um, That's what it seemed like, anyway. You, if you, it was the replay. I was like, oh wow, he tapped, but it seemed like the yeah. ref was jumping. He in was there. about he was right to. on top he was of them, to, but he must have. When you're in that and there's no way out, it's you know, it's one of those things where it might just be your body make you're tapping before you even know it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy though, even though I took some beatings. Uh, like when I got tired and stuff, not too many, but like like I, I bring up the Carol Parisian fight, that a fight because you get to really, you get to really know a lot about yourself. Because I remember being so exhausted, being in positions that I'm like, that guy, I have my jujitsu saved me from getting out of an arm lock, and even when I'm dead tired and stuff like that. But it's very easy to find yourself in a position, whether it was half guard, I'm prepped up against the fence, where a guy's elbowing you in the face, to just just a ball up. And it's going to be over. You know it could be over, but there's something in you that makes you keep going. So that's something that I found that I was happy as far as myself being in similar situations where I, you know, I didn't say uncle, but hey, in this this in this particular case, Branch wasn't getting out of there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and and I'm, I want to see what's next for him. He he did look good in this fight. He had his moments in this fight. That first round was great. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. But uh, Luke Rockhold, man, I'm ex- I would love to see him fight Bisping again. 
I would love that. I would like to see that you know? too. And that's what he wants, you know. He, he's a lot of criticism much... with George St. Pierre taking that fight. He's yeah. extremely annoyed by it. He's had no problem talking about how irritated he, he is what he, about he, that. You hear what he said. He was saying that he's going to get crushed. He thinks that George Pierre is going to get crushed. Wow. Yeah. I don't I, listen. I don't know, man. I mean, listen, this is the deal, Phoenix. If you look at some of the fights that Michael Bisping lost, he lost by getting out grappled and not by getting beat up. He's a, he's a, he's a guy that's adorable. He could take it very oh, adorable. Yeah, he's had some bad knockouts. That Dan Henderson knockout. That was like maybe yeah, the most no. famous knockout yeah. ever. Yeah. Who else? That's it. No one right. really I can think right. of. I mean, recently, right arguably, there. Anderson, you know, Anderson caught him late yeah. with that name. Yeah. And he came yeah. back. But he and came he, back. And he yeah. won more rounds. Didn't he win the other rounds after that? I mean, he was very. Yeah. No, listen, the guy's extremely that durable. That was a weird fight. Extremely durable. But, he, you know, and again, these are bigger guys. And one was at 205, and the other one was with Chael Sonnen, and one was with Rashad Evans. Two losses, even though the Chael Sonnen one was debatable. That was close. It was a lot of him getting taken down, him getting back up. He's mm-hmm. very good at getting back up. Him oh, getting yeah. taken down, him getting back up. And that, and he basically loses off the takedowns, even though he's getting back up and he's not taking a lot of damage down there. I really liked his footwork and movement against Rockhold. But that the, was something that I was impressed with. The, the question is, though, with, with this GSP fight, is the weight going to be just too much? Because, you know, like George, like the way he's, he, he, he fought, the way he wins... A guy again, especially I. I look at Thiago Alves. Alves. Yeah, Alves. that was UFC one hundred. Yeah, yeah oh. like he kept taking him down, and that dude wasn't getting tired. Mm-hmm. Really, it was interesting. He wasn't getting tired, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying the guy he must have did a lot of cardio. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> he was uh, mm. you know up and down, up and down. So it's like George looks at these fights. As not just one fight, five individual fights. Each round's a fight. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back and he gets that minute to rest and he goes back out and tries to outpoint him that next yeah, round. Yeah, he knows how to score so each and every round. that's what we're dealing with. So I'm, It's almost I'm like he's doing his own card as he's fighting. I'm really <laughs> interested to see how this is going to go down. I think uh, I think George possesses a... I mean, to say that he's going to get crushed, I don't know, man. I mean, people are going to be like, ah, you just want to be the last guy to beat him. Yeah, no shit. But... That's not the point. No, I I, think, I mean, George St. Pierre is a martial artist and he's a chess player in there and he's this, a smart dude. And, he's not taking this fight if he thinks he's if this, he thinks he's losing, he thinks he's getting beat up. He sees something. Yeah. John Danaher, who's in his ear, definitely like tells genius, him some things. Mad and, scientist. Yeah, that guy's saying stuff. He sees things in this that in this matchup that that he likes. Yeah. So that's very interesting. All right. So listen, props to, hey, props to to Luke Rockhold. He did look phenomenal. I mean, at that, I love some 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 nice technique, and from the takedown to that mount, which just was like a bit, not yeah. even a knee across the belly, just a boom. Here I come. How he's do you think it. he'd do a two hundred five? Because he I said that do, if, if Cormier well. retires or something, he'd be interested in going to two hundred five because this weight cut is killing him. I think he'd do very well because I I think we'd probably see even more of his jujitsu. I mean, if 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 those guys tried to force him down. Hmm. He's good, man. The one thing that was interesting when Chris was putting him down is he's got these. Well, I want to see. I want to see. Well, we, he didn't have to use it in this fight, but every time Chris would get him down, he had that arm in, like threatening a guillotine, mm-hmm. where he didn't even have the other arm in. And you know, he finished Michael Bisping. Wait, with can one you show guillotine. me this one? We're all fair yes, and like because I'm not. I can't picture what. You... My, my <laughs> but uh, well, if you went for a double leg, right? And you go to and, and he has the arm around the neck. Yeah. Even if you get cross-eyed. The guys can't get comfortable. Like, I remember Chris had a, a little bit. I mean, hey, we'll address it if he fights again. Right. Don't get me wrong, but 
I had a hard time settling in across side on him because okay. he was always threatening with that guillotine, even with I one see. arm in. So it makes you have to kind of get off him. Next thing you know, you're losing him. Yeah, and so, you create that space. Yes. So I see. I see. He, I think I know. I, what there's, you mean. there's more to be seen with his jujitsu. So if on top, to, I mean, one of the best guys on top I ever seen as far as in the UFC. Look at it. Look what he did to people. Look what he yeah. did to Machida. Look, um, you know, unfortunately, when he got on top of Chris, you know, that one hit us hard. Uh, did I tell you we, we'll be ready for that next? Yes. Time? Okay. Did. Good. You but uh, you know, I mean, these are these are high level guys. He gets yeah. on top of it's it's a it's a problem. Well, man. Luke said that when we talked to him last week. He said, "I'll turn him into a white belt." <laughs> you know, I mean, he I love that like yeah. cockiness and stuff. But, but it's true. Uh, He's great. Yeah. I'm interested. I can't wait to see what's next to him. Let's go. Let's go down. Let's do it the uh, the opposite way. Let's be different today. Let's talk about Michael Mike Perry. What a good fight versus Alex Reyes. Yeah, and. Dom brought up a, a, a really good point. It, it we should give props to Alex for stepping up and taking that fight. Absolutely. I mean, now Mike Perry's a scary dude for a lot of. He's really scary. And you know what? I love I actually love to see this when people exchange off of the clinch and then they throw a shot right away because yeah. that can opener is there, that opening's there, and they had clinched up and then he threw that beautiful knee and yeah. uh, it was like. Oof. He, he landed. He went for one before that also. It didn't land clean. The second <laughs> one was just. And then he goes right into like a being a peacock or something. <laughs> yeah. I like. I like this guy. He's entertain. His fights are entertaining, and he's a. When I say a natural in front of a mic, you want to every time he's, you want to hear what he's saying, right? And it's it doesn't have to be the most articulate. It, it's he's very real. Yeah. And he's, he's, a and he's he's definitely he's a character. This right. the sport needs characters, but I don't like the characters. He's that, like if you looked up MMA fighter in the dictionary, this is what yeah, you think they would right. look yes, like. Exactly. Yeah. That's no, it's not point. forced at all. Like you yeah. were going to say, it's exactly. a natural character. It's right. not forced. Right. He's got a unique personality. He's got a unique fighting style. Right. And I always like watching Mike Perry fight. I'm a Mike Perry fan. I know. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. What about Usain Usam? Right. What's his name? Oh, Kamara Vers- Usman. Yeah, Usman versus oh, Morales. We had him on here. That was he was good too. Well, first of all, Grant, yeah, that was a people, good fight. Like he said, he's a problem. Yeah, he, he said that several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I Usman, I, I'm really impressed. I was impressed. What is his record? Who is he? It's, I know he's he lost six before, and zero, but he lost the UFC. before. What, he won that season of tough. Yeah. So. Yeah, that he was the. Uh, he's undefeated. Been, he's he six injuries. and zero. Why, I don't know. We just had him on here, but <laughs> did he have an injury? Why he hasn't been? Around? I feel like he hasn't fought in a while. No, he's fought. He's he's fought. Did, more people should be talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah he, fought in, he fought in April. Usman. He fought in Usman, November. Yeah. They yeah. should be talking about this guy. Why? Are, why aren't people talking well, about this we, guy? We are right now, and what it was about? an, an, an f- impressive first round, you know, KO. Because Sergio Morales is is no joke, man. Oh my god! But when he, that knockout was it was, a, it was clean, man. Yeah, but he folded wow. over. He did like a front roll, and he's not even. I mean, it's not that he's not. His main thing was he's known for his wrestling. Yeah. So this, I mean, I want. How about that fight? Even though I know Mike Perry was calling out Robbie Lawler, which mm. I would love to see. I would love to see that, and that guy's and he's I'm sure higher ranked, obviously than yeah. Well, yeah. Perry's not even ranked yet, but I gotta How imagine is, he's got to he's got to get in there. I'm sure, he's it's putting, happening now. He's putting people to sleep, man. Yeah, he. I, I, I'm interested. I, there's so many good matchups in this freaking welterweight division. I think came alive, but that I want to see what's next for. Uh, oh wait, who did Camaro? Who did he call out? He called out uh, wait. RDA, right? Yes. Called out RDA. I'd, I'd watch that fight. Because yeah. yeah. that's very interesting because RDA has been using his jujitsu a ton. But could his, and his striking is, is actually, is, is beautiful. That's an interesting fight. Yeah. Could he stop this powerhouse? 
I don't know, but what I think... He's looking great at Welterweight. You, you look at that on like a fight night card, and again, it gets people interested on all these up-and-coming guys. You know, that people criticize that they're not building up stars, but you're also only watching names that you know. You've got right. to check out some of no, these guys. They are impressive. Oh, absolutely. And they all did the right thing after they won, like you're always talking about, Matt. They got on the mic, they knew oh, who yeah. they wanted to fight, and right. they said it, you know? Right. Oh, how, oh wait, listen, we can't forget Gregor... Uh, Gillespie? Gillespie. Oh, good fight, too. Yeah, arm triangle. I'm sure you like that. Oh, I did. I liked it a lot. I liked the whole thing from start to finish. And that Jason Gonzalez, what is he, 6'2"? At at one, at what, one, was that? Is that 155? It is. Yeah. He's like 6'2", I believe. Yeah. It was smart by Gregor. And he didn't look bad either, that kid. No, he had landed two head kicks to open up the first round. But, But to Gregor's credit, he didn't. You know, and he's he works with he didn't he didn't, he didn't he affect him at it. all. Yeah. He uh and he also works with um uh well, holy shit. I'm, I'm why am I hitting uh Keith? Keith uh why am I hitting a, I know the guy. Why why am I hitting, from Belmont Kickboxing? What the fuck's his name? Well, all right, cool. No, no, I know him. I know him uh holy shit, I just hit a for some reason, Keith. Um, I know he trains with my friend know, Cody. Dude, I know the guy. And Cody does a lot of kicking you in the face. We we're, so. we we're gonna have him on here one time. Keith Trimble. Yes, Trimble. I know the. Fucking there you guy. go. There you go. Sorry. What Keith. am I, an a hole? <laughs> I know him. But uh, what else was I? So yeah, he trains with Keith uh, Trimble and also my old student Joe Scarola. He teaches with jujitsu. So uh, listen, I want to see what's next for him. Uh, and that's another. He's an undefeated kid. Yeah. This was like a nice card of like like up and coming stars. Yeah, Mike Perry, Gregor Gillespie, uh, Kamara Usman. These guys, uh, these guys are the future right here. They're all looking great. And let's talk about Anthony Smith really quick. Where's uh, a very game Hector Lombard? That, that was, was a, a fun great fight. fight. Great fight. I liked I like when Anthony Smith was going back to the corner. Going, kinda, hey, Hector, I, you don't I, know my name. I missed that one. Really? Yeah, I went to walk the dog. And yeah. uh, I missed it. I just came back, and there were all these memes of uh, from from um, what's the show with this science teacher that becomes a meth dealer? Oh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. It was like, say my name, say my name. I was yeah. like, what happened while I was gone? You know, <laughs> there's all these memes. Was it he was, telling him to say his name? He said like, he was what? sitting down between the first and second, or second and third. He was like, yeah, hey, you know my name now. It's pretty cool. I don't mind shit like that. Yeah. It's a fucking fight. Did you ever say any shit to anybody? Yeah, I get a little mouthy in there. What'd you say? Well, <laughs> yeah, besides me, the me back Carol, tattoo. Me and Cat, no, in the cage, you're saying itself. Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. I mean, we're in the middle. I'm, 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 in, I'm in fighting mode, you know? Like me and uh, Carol were saying some shit back and forth. Right. You know, like, come on. I bitch. had some girls <laughs> shit shit like tell me whatever because I was short and I, whatever. And yeah. I was like, really? I could play tic tac toe with the pimples on your face. Nice. And she got so pissed. Nice. I won, but it was good. Fun. Punch her in the face and pop those zits. <laughs> yeah, it did. Good Phoenix. <laughs> you got to stick up for short people. <laughs> but uh, so listen, <clears throat> the uh, and oh by the way, uh, Justin let it. Yeah. That, that, he's an interesting fighter. Tall, lanky, good jab. Yeah, he, primarily boxing. Yeah. Yeah. That. that How did you th- agree? I thought Zoo won that fight actually. You know what's funny about Zoo? We saw him on, um, oh, he won on Dana White's uh, Tuesday Night uh, Contender Series. Mm-hmm. Right. But we also seen him on Looking for a Fight. Right. Yeah, Where we, was yeah. that? We seen him, he fights at a, at a cage, he fought at Cage Fury, a CFFC, is that right? Yeah, but where, what location? Which... We, were in, uh, we were out here in the, the Foxwoods or some oh, okay. shit. I don't know exactly where it was. It's a hotel. 
Foxwoods. Probably what? Foxwoods. The monstrosity in the middle of nowhere. That's what Mike Schumacher yeah, calls like, it. Oh, I'm a Mohegan Sun guy <laughs> myself. You know? But so that was that was a decent fight, but I mean, but every other fight was was amazing. Yeah, it was a Spitz on the undercard. I he was a TKO in twenty four seconds. Who's that? Else? It, the uh, Spitz. He f- he finished Anthony Hamilton. It was yeah. that was an undercard. Too. Oh that was yeah, right yeah, after yeah, that the Ryan Hall fight. That was a quick fight. It was yeah, a lot of quick we, fights. We talked about that Uriah Hall. Good congrats, Uriah Hall. Congrats, dude. I'm so I'm so happy. I'm going to text him after this. Yeah, I jumped you off should. the couch for that one. I was like, I, yes, I was, especially I was, after the I first loud, round. Man. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I was definitely loud. I was nervous. And uh, Olivier. 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 Oban Mercier. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I like it. Sounds first like Tony perfume. Martin. I'll say Tony Martin. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed that fight. I thought it was very technical. And even though, Mar- I, you know, it was a close fight, uh, split decision, I like some of the stuff Tony Martin was doing, jujitsu-wise. How so? I... There's things on the ground, little, little, slight little technique. The, the techniques he was doing, like for instance, when he was getting taken down, instead of holding on top of the guy to like, because you have an instinct when you're fighting. Guys have an instinct of keeping the guy close, but a lot of times when you're doing that, you're keeping the guy on top of you and allowing him to get better positions instead of my arm over holding on to this guy who's in half guard or even cross side on me coming underneath his neck so I could start making proper framework. He was very good at making proper framework and getting back to guard and becoming threatening from bottom. And that those little techniques, what I noticed, that that's that's some black black belt shit. Right. You know what I mean? And right. I like seeing that because that's what guys do not do and it costs them, it costs them the fight. Right. It costs them, them the guy gaining... Um, uh, a better position, which could lead to the end of the end of the fight, or else even them losing the round. So these little things I saw from Tony Martin on bottom, I really enjoyed um, defensively with jujitsu. That must drive you crazy though when you're watching things because you just see these it? little mistakes yeah. or you see people missing opportunities. You know, well that's when whoever is earshot, I'm saying he. Sh- this is what I wish he would do this right now, right. or you know. There's sometimes when I see guys looking to get up and I see some sit through Kimuras that I've been doing so much of, I I'm like, yo, man, it's just so it's just right there. It's a gift, man. You just gotta be there to accept that gift. But you're not. You're just trying to keep the guy pinned down. Do you look at someone's body when you're coaching them and say, All right, you're short, you should do Umaplata's more, you're yeah, tall, well, well, you've for got sure. I mean, some things, you know, some guys techniques, you know, just work with better body types. Right. You know? I was just um in AC on for the for the ring of combat over the weekend and I had a rough night for us. We had a couple guys fighting, we had a couple losses, but they both went the distance. James Gonzalez fought a uh, a, a tough kid from uh, Tiger Shulman's, you know? And that went the you know went the distance. It was for a belt. But it, but you know I don't mind when I see a, when my one of my guys loses and he like it was like a th- and then he was down it came, and that third round I said just I want people to talk about this third round tomorrow more than anything. I want if you lose this fight, you're gonna go out on your shield. I want the people to say, "All right, man, he lost, but look at this third round. Look at him in that third round." That's great advice. And he gave that, and then he gave yeah. hell in that third round. Almost had him in an arm lock. He took him down, and uh, I like seeing stuff like that. Then my brother-in-law fought Edwin. He's married to um, my wife's sister. You know, big three hundred pound dude. Wow, he's a big guy. And uh, he would always just—he's so big. You know, one of the strongest dudes I ever met. And he's so big that, and with heavyweights, there's such different levels in heavyweights. So, like, he'd go out there usually and just punch a guy in the face. And yeah, there you go. That, or else he'd <laughs> punch him, or he, and, and he has some wrestling. Or he'd take him down, get on top, and, like, Americana him. Right. You know, because the guy's, like, because he's a big dude. And a lot of heavyweights just suck. Oh, he's not that good on the floor. 
So this time he fought. I wish I got the guy's name. I, it's kind of I, I forgot the guy's name, but he was a tough kid. I don't know what belt he is. He looked like a decent blue belt, and and he was a big dude. And even though Edwin had some weight on him, this guy was a, a step up from who he was fighting. So he, when he, when Edwin did get in some positions, and he got these same locks that he got on these guys that he fought prior, this guy knew. He, he rolled jujitsu. He knows how to get out for a big guy. So it went to distance and he gassed out by the third. He took some, some, some punishment on all fours. Yeah. But he went in this fight. He's leaving that cage upset because he lost, but he, it definitely raised his fight IQ. He had some Kimuras that I, I coached him through right there that got him out of position. He, he was on bottom. He had that thing and he almost ripped this guy's arm off. Big guy rolled back on top, but it was getting on top. To gain a position, just to lose a position. And mm -hmm. that's the worst thing that has to get worked out in class. Yeah. So now I might just be rambling. But no, anyway. No, but I, I get what you're yeah. saying. Al Alex it, Myers is the guy's it, name. Who I, fought my, uh, Edwin Smart? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I, get, I, I, I totally, to him for, I totally understand job. what you're saying, though, because yeah. getting gaining your fight IQ takes you back into the next thing. Yeah. Even more confident because you feel just more educated well, in general. Yeah. You um, know, um, speaking of, you know, Gilbert Melendez. Of course. I, do you think he should retire? Like, what do you think? What are your thoughts? No, I mean, I just read some. I just read uh, some stuff that he was uh, he was saying, and he was saying that he didn't like the way he looked. Right. And if he looked like that again, maybe did you time. see? Did you see the pictures of his leg? Yeah, that didn't look good. Oh, <laughs> I know he didn't like the way that looked, but uh, but he said he wants to, you know, t uh, take a little t a little time outside of the gym and then see how we, you know, he does. I don't think he wants to go out like that. It's four losses in a row, you know. Yeah, but none of them really. How were the other losses? Who did he lose to? <sighs> Barboza. And not with the distance, correct? Yes, I think so. And then Jeremy Stevens, Eddie Alvarez, Anthony Pettis. I mean, he's not losing to losers. Like, yeah. he's losing to the cream Listen. of the crop. Right. He's had problems with that leg. People are attacking the leg yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, he knows. Listen, he, he even said that he's in the fourth quarter of his career and this and that. So, right. You know, he's a smart guy. And I don't think he's took, taking too much punishment as far as at least with his head. You know what I'm saying? Well, he, this is 15 years in the, in, in yeah. the combat sports, right? So. Right. Yeah, but he seems, I don't know, he, he seems still competitive. It's it's you tough to I mean? say. I don't it's think not like I'm watching. Judge. It's not like when I'm watching BJ, where yeah. I, I wish BJ would just retire. Right. And I, and I love BJ. I'm, I, I'm, I mean, I would all res do respect. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, just, I just don't see the point. The problem is, and that's not about, I'm not talking about Gilbert here, with some of these other guys that, that, that came up with me and approaching 40 or whatever, and it's like they don't know what to do with that the next chapter of their life and is so used to just the routine. It's very hard. It was very strange for me when I, when I stopped and then I'm like, all right, now I got, all right. And then after like a few months, I'm like, oh, I don't got nothing to, there's not, I got nothing coming up. You yeah. Know? It's like but you then, get postpartum yeah, depression. It's weird. Yeah. Something. It's weird. I remember talking to Dana about it. Dana's like, I know, man, it's like, it's like when you tell a woman, she's never going to have a, another kid, which I'm telling my wife. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she wants another kid, Phoenix. Oh. I mean, I mean listen, look, you're not touching this with a ten foot nope. ball. You're not getting on. The, you're not getting on bits. You have the nope. energy. You could do it. I think. Chris, nope. the producer, I swear to God. <laughs> uh, you know, three. Yeah, I'm tapping out at three. I, I told you I'd never tap down. I'm tapping out now. Yeah, yeah. I tap out in the room. You know, <laughs> no, no, not with my wife. I'm talking about in just training. I was like, that's Safe interesting. Word. Safe <laughs> word. Top hat. No, listen. <laughs> Top hat. <laughs> but uh, anyway, what else? We, I listen. 
I, I could talk more. I could talk mixed martial arts all day long. I know that. I love it. But well, really we're going to talk about let's, the, let's, news. Let's let's get the news. We're going to get to the news. Oh, oh, I we're know gonna, it's coming. Let's, I know let's it's just coming. do a little bit of uh, pop culture. Yep. Let's talk about on, we're watching on Netflix. Defenders. Yes. You're a nerd like me. Thank God. Jimmy makes fun of me. Jimmy teases me. I'm he really you. does. I'm with you on this 100%. Kevin Burns. There's no such thing. <laughs> He's all happy. He's making up his own superhero. Pete just Burns. Fuck he cleans me. kitchens. Pete, Pete Burns. Burns. Yeah, it, 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 it was, he, he likes to like to push my buttons. Yeah, I noticed. Things. And you were getting so frustrated. I wanted to talk about, listen. You were like, no, but, so listen, Iron Fist. Listen, and then, and, and they were like, Pete Burns well, well, you know, that, knows well, Iron people, Fist. Well, people that don't, fucking Pete Burns. Well, people that don't know about um, the Defenders on Netflix. It is ba- it's it's four superheroes and it's all like like the street level superheroes. Yeah. Even though I don't know why Lu- I was Hell's Kitchen New York City. Yes. So you have Daredevil, mm-hmm. you have um, uh, Jessica Jones, yep. you have Iron Fist, and you have Luke Cage. Yes. So all f- you put those four together and they become the Defenders. Now, I am up to the 5th episode. Okay, I'm up to the Fourth. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. It's good. And I did not like the Iron Fist by itself. I, I, I didn't make it, it through. I, hated I didn't make it. it through all the way. And I, I didn't make it through too. Luke Cage either. I did like it. I thought it moved really slow. Luke but Cage. it has some great moments. Episode four, they bang out some Wu Tang. You're like, what? But and I then... like I like I like the character though. I like the Luke Cage. Yeah. And what I'm finding in this series is that I like the chemistry with all four of them. Mm-hmm. I like thought it. that was the best part. And the best one of the best fight scenes I've seen is like the Iron Fist stuff, the Kung Fu stuff. I could throw it on the floor, and and I can't take. Even it. though you started with Wing Chun, yeah, it don't it don't work in the street. <laughs> it don't. I'm I'm going out there and putting that out there, people. All right, I'm I, so, I, I'm kind of happy to hear you say that because no, I have listen, such a difficult time with trapping. No, like my brain, just you're right. Won't. You're trapping so close that by the time you start, you 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 do a pong sal, a bong sal, the guy's gonna grab you, and then you right. Might as well just I mean, I get it for weapons. It translates for weapons. But it, if I, anybody I'm having a hard is, time with a, it, saying, "Listen, man, Wing Chun is this and that." Put in YouTube. Watch two Wing Chun masters fight in the street. Guess what happens? Yeah, the worst grappling match you've ever belt. seen. It's a white belt naga match you're watching. Well, no, but no, listen, no. Continue with Iron Fist. Yes, yes. Let's continue. When they when they first met Luke Cage and and, uh, and Iron Fist, and they had that little fight scene. It was so cool, man. Because Iron Fist is trying all this shit. And he's bouncing off Luke Cage. Yeah. And you know, then then he just got pissed. And he has and and his his fist started glowing, and he punched out Luke. It was cool, yeah. and it and it, it, it and you see Luke actually had touch some, his jaw because it actually yeah, man, hurt him, and he never gets hurt. You get, it, it it got me. I'm getting like I'm you getting, got Marvel nostalgia. You got emotionally childhood now. Marvel like nostalgia. Yeah. That's what it is with me with these comic book things, right? Because I grew up on the comics. It, it's like. I, I really, you I like relive these a little of it. I you do. relive a little of that feeling. Big and kid, I am. Big, me, big man child. I'm, listen, big if man you child saw my apartment, <laughs> I we just got a like a, a, a two foot ninja turtle and shit. Yeah, in the living room. I'm, and, a, I'm a five foot six ninja turtle. <laughs> <laughs> we just got morning. that. We got like Marvel stuff yeah. all over the house. My dinner plates are Star Wars. I'm a real nerd. Yeah. Oh no, this time's I'm out. Even I my... met my boyfriend because he was dressed like Kylo Ren, and I was like, "Really? Well, yeah." Did he have the helmet on? Yeah, he had. The and you're whole, like, "Oh, I'm he taking a shot here. here," and I was like, "Hey, yeah, he might. You know, he looks cool in there, <laughs> but if I take that helmet off, you don't know what he's gonna look like." It was. I got lucky. All right, good for you. Both literally and figuratively. Are you? Are you? Engaged, are you engaged? I didn't yet? say anything. No. 
No, we just oh. live together, which is like what's his problem, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Or give, is it now? Give us some now, time. Give are you gonna time. Are you gonna propose to him? Because nowadays, you know, women, women can do that. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know I don't what know. that means. <laughs> but anyway, Back when, to he's, the he's in the show. <clears throat> he gets yeah. kicked in the face by Iron Fist. Who the, who is my boyfriend? He's a oh, stunt there guy. There you go. Well, that's what he gets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proposing to you, but listen to me. Yeah, give him time. But anyway, I'm in this thing. It has the great signor. Sigourney Weaver. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, S- say listen, the first name again. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney. She is re- probably one of the first female action heroes, and no one gives her credit for that, for Aliens. Aliens are She was so one great. of the first right? leads. And what's even better about that, little little pop culture history nerd fact for you, that character was supposed to be a man. Wait. No. Alien? Ripley? Yes. Ripley was supposed to, to be a man. Really? And then she got the role and they were like, whatever, she's Believe great. Believe it or not. Yes. Jean, Ripley. She, and she killed it. So what? she is one of the first. Even before Linda Hamilton in T2, which I was, was about another issue significant. About that. Oh my God, that's, forget yeah? it. Changed my life when I saw Terminator 2. I tried to do Terminator, pull-ups in the bathroom. That probably holds up the, better than any of the, I like that movie, Terminator 2. Fantastic. And not a lot of people. It's great. I mean, I don't know. I think that is the best one of the series. Even I think better so too. than the first one. Me too. You know, and then there's the other one with Daenerys in it, and I couldn't watch two seconds of that shit. Nope, shut oh, it off. And then how about that? The plane how change. about you know the one who played um, uh, Hicks in Aliens? What's his name? Michael. Uh, shoot, he's like he plays the Navy SEAL guy. You know who I'm talking about? He was he was um, the he was uh, what's the name? John Connor. Yes. No, he wasn't John Connor. John Connor is the son. Yeah. What's his name? Hicks. Reese. Reese. That's right. Reese. Phoenix. Yes. He was so badass in the now the they did like the remake or the the uh, Terminator Three. I don't know. I don't. And they know sent Reese on. back, and he's like a a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. I he's have... like, oh, you know, John Connor. He sent me back, and and you, what do you have a guy? I'm like, what? No, this ain't that guy. Trying too hard. This Stop ain't it. Michael Bean, right? Correct. Michael, Michael Bean. Yeah. Yes. Yay! Trivia. Yes. <laughs> Um, that uh, I mean, listen, that guy's a great actor, and they right, listen. Now we're getting all over the place. Yeah, we're about are. to bring up aliens, and but um, <clears throat> back to defenders, really quick. So <laughs> I want. I think people should give this a shot, and and even if they didn't like Iron Fist or Luke Cage, and first of all, why isn't Luke Cage in the fucking Avengers? That guy's a bulletproof motherfucker. Because super there's strong. a big thing between what Marvel Cinematic Universe and then oh. Marvel Netflix, oh, and sorry. then who owns Fox, and then what Sony owns, and that's why we can't bring them all together because Sony oh, wait, owns some right, stuff though? and. Fox owns some But stuff. they're Marvel, though. Marvel, I, know, I understand. Marvel, Netflix, and Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's some deal there as okay. well. Well, I really like the Marvel Netflix. I do, too. I'm a big fan. And I think that I'm not done with this Defenders, but when I am done, we're going to talk more about it. Well, they should put you on the show. They should make you, know, you a I got, villain. You'd I be a good some, villain. You should be. Why not? You kind of look well, like I Kingpin well, now. You know, the guy told, we talked about it last week, and I, now I'm watching the guy in action. The one with the white hat is Babs, man. I, I yeah. competed in a jiu-jitsu match for a yeah, second. Yeah, I remember. It's trippy. And first of all, the guy's a good actor. Yes, good fucking actor. He's been in a couple other things, too. I'm like, look at, I'm happy for yeah. him. I'm like, look at, this is awesome. So, so far, I fought two guys that were, that were superhero villains, GSP, right. which was the kid who was fighting George, which he fought Captain, Captain America. America, and Babs Olaka Luka Laka. What's his last name? <laughs> I, I gotta look it up again. Only because you gotta pronounce it. He just likes to pronounce names. He shows off. He's really good at it. He's really good at that. I envy you, Olasanmakan. I guess how you pronounce it. I'm just guessing. That sounds right. That actually sounds right. I'm not gonna correct it. That's for sure. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna. I'm not done with that series, but I am enjoying it. 
you know? Because I got I need something at the Game of Thrones. Oh, my life is like missing. It's incomplete. Do you enjoy that last episode Game of, of Game of Thrones? Oh, God, I love this show so much. Wasn't that fun? You know what I was laughing at? I was what? laughing at you saying that someone should follow John Jones around with the bell and be like, shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. And I was you. like, I don't think anyone else got the reference and I was totally laughing at home. Right? I mean, I feel terrible about that John Jones situation, but I don't know what to think. But I mean, I feel terrible. I feel terrible if he was, I mean, if, this is the facts, and he was—he he was—he's totally guilty, and he was cheating. And if, I don't know, could we even say was he? I mean, is the jury still out? There's still a, there's still an appeals process. There, but, but yet they took the belt and they gave it back to. Well, because well, the reason that happened is because the California State Athletic Commission got the B sample back, which was still positive, and so they overturned it. So it's not a win. So it has to go back to DC. That's a. It's just yeah. Because how long are you going to hold that division up? You need a champ in the division. And well, I mean, if he is guilty, I don't feel too bad. (laughs) I just hate it because so for me, you know, being one a fan in the sport and two working in the sport, that moment of John coming back beating DC and then what he said afterwards about the competitiveness of the two of them and DC being a good man and that it was such a beautiful moment. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, come on. It was like a great moment in the sports history and the fuck. I feel bad that I made them get this coffee and I didn't even take a sip. You didn't? It's like my, look at him, look at him. No, no, but here's what I I was going to say. So I had a call right before we started the show. So I was like, I usually get coffee for the guys when I come in. And I figured Jimmy's not here. Matt takes maybe a sip Mm. or two of coffee. I figured we can get away with it today. This this is tasty. Oh, you like it? This is good. Well, I like to have it. I like, yeah. you know, that take a little sip of it. Just like some to people know that, it's there. Like people comfort. have that nervous thing where they need a cigarette in their hand when they don't even smoke the cigarette. Like right. they hold it. Uh, my coffee's like my little security blanket. By the way, so John Jones actually, you know, he's been kind of tweeting these cryptic things that we've talked yeah. about on the show. He actually tweeted in response to somebody who's, who told him to just, just tell the truth. Somebody tweeted him and he said, dude, the truth is I would never do steroids. I put that on my children and I put that on my heavenly father. So okay. So John's let's first like real official. Let's statement. run through a number of possible scenarios of what happened. Yeah. One, he took something and it was tainted. Right. But if you take anything, don't you have to tell USADA? Like, if I take like an aspirin, I gotta let them know that I took something. You should. Well, you should let USADA so, test it or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, then he's at least negligent for not, like, letting them know he took something. Best case right? scenario, it's negligence and it was an accident. Right. Which but, is still yeah. part of your job to say whatever you do. All right. Listen, Nancy Drew, we're not gonna figure this. Out. <laughs> can, I just, can I just tell you right now, we ain't figuring this shit out. I just, listen, just I'm just. The it bothers, got, bothers me. Yeah, it bothers us. You know, it bothers us all. Especially DC getting kicked in the head. Yeah. <clears throat> it's upsetting, right. you know, because now it's like, all right, I'm still the champ, but now I had to go. Listen, it's un- very unfortunate. But you know what's not unfortunate? What? The Defenders. That was so much fun. <laughs> and I'm going to watch the rest of that and get back to you. Good. Phoenix. Yes. I could sit here all day with you. I know. But I got shit to do. I know. Me too. I got to okay. go do my show. Yeah. Oh, what, speak. What a segue, queen. Love it. Plug something. All right, guys. So my YouTube page is Everything Martial Arts, where I interview everybody, and we cover not just MMA, but everything in martial arts, pop culture, and nerd stuff, and Star Wars, and all that stuff. And then my podcast is called In Fighting Shape, and we cover more of the fitness and psychological aspect of everything. Well, I could talk. I definitely jump on that first one. The second one, In Fighting. I'm not in Fighting Shape, so I'm not even touching that one. You were on the show. You talk about it's the it's the highest uh, listened to episode, actually. Oh, thank you. I even uh, you're over Boss you know Rutten and Frank Yeager. Uh, I, I love both. Those. Love I you. love both those guys. Boss Rutten made me feel bad. Really? Why? Well, I love him so much, yeah. and and he stopped cursing, and 
now I'm like, oh, I should stop cursing because oh, it's really yeah. hard. Yeah, me no. too. Fuck shit, balls. Now listen to me. <laughs> this is what I want to say really quick though. Yes, I was gonna say it before. Um, you know, I'm you know people hit me up some fans and I try to get back to a bunch of them on the Instagram. They give me some messages, Aww. and one of them was saying that I should have my own podcast with all. He goes, I love when you were talking about the defenders. You should have your own geek, like your like talk about old geek stuff, and it's like what well, you talked about. But I kind of use this for that. You could yeah, do your I own little. For that. You can do your own little segments. People would watch. I don't it. know what's in my contract. You should do. <laughs> you should do Matt's movie I think I reviews. I might be just. Uh, what? Do Matt's movie reviews? Do two minute movie reviews yeah. on on social? People will eat it yeah. up. Maybe I'll do that. I gotta. I gotta look with my check with my lawyer. All right. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I like to do it on here, even though someone doesn't like it too much. Look, something's wrong with my neck. I'm, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine as long as we ready. As long as we got our, you know, the MMA news, the, the yeah. UFC. Listen, you got to talk about the Dominic, the TJ. Listen, I'll get that shit in. Can't I just be myself, Chris the producer? You, you be, Why are you, you always you attacking live, me? My man, you live. You do your thing. <laughs> Jimmy's not here. No coffee. All right, listen to me. Before we leave, help me get the thing that I lost. Uh-huh. And I think we're gonna say goodbye. For me, oh, what's going on this weekend? I'm well. I'll be here again before that. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna be in Myrtle Beach. What are you doing? I got Sarah BJJ Myrtle Beach over there. My, my black belt. Oh, wow. Frankie Patches. Okay. Frankie Patches shower. Everybody has mafia names. Well, the guy... Well, the Why guy, don't you give me one? I'm upset. I don't yeah. have a mafia name. Uh, I don't well, have... You want that. You know? Listen. You, well, your name's I, already but, Phoenix. Yeah. That's and the last cool. name's Carnavale. I mean, that's a freaking... That name's made for show business. <laughs> yeah, yes. Wait, what was your real name? It was fucking Phoenix Smith? No, Phoenix is my first name. What's your last name, really? Carnavale. Seriously, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Italian, which is why I'm so calm and mild mannered. Good for you, <laughs> Phoenix. I had fun. All right, yeah. Chris, the producer. I had a great time. I had a good time too. Why am I changing my tone, with Chris? <laughs> All right, listen, everybody. Train jujitsu. One more tie to train. Just train martial arts. It makes you feel good. Gets those endorphins running, and you learn how to defend yourself. Yeah, well, are you gonna teach me that? What? I don't know. We, we, sure. Move we just talked about. 100% charge you for a product. Off of the... Uh, Listen. Symbol. All right, people. SarahBJJ.com. See you soon. Bye. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. Kings Island is now open weekends. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.